Chapter five, the most important sale. Selling yourself is the most important sale. Only to the degree you are sold can you sell. This is a vital and critically unavoidable fact that cannot be missed if you're to become great at what you do. This fact also happens to be one of the most important tools you'll ever have as a salesperson and can be used to monitor your career going forward. The bottom line is if you're not selling to some degree, you're not sold. You understand that? The bottom line is if you are not getting results, you're not getting your way in life, to some degree, you're not sold on something about your life. If sales are slow, you're not sold. If you're not getting your way, you're not sold. If you've got some other excuse, any excuse why you're not happy, getting your way, winning, listen to me. If you're not getting your way, if you're making excuses, you're not completely sold on something about you or what you're up to or what you're doing. In order to become a great salesperson, I believe a great person that truly makes contributions, you have to sell yourself on whatever it is you're selling. Make this the most important, single most critical sale of your life and continue making that sale over and over and over. You have to sell yourself completely on what it is you're doing. I know salespeople that know the game. They know the game of selling. They know how to sell. They know how to negotiate. They know how to close. They know, how, they know, they know the technical, but they're not completely and absolutely sold on their product their service, their company, their actions, and themselves, and maybe even their own purpose in life. Because of their lack of conviction, they become inconsistent producers. See, you've got to be absolutely convinced, 100% committed, completely sold that your product, your company, your services your ideas, your purposes, your reasons for being there are superior to everyone else. Many salespeople believe that their products are superior. And while many products tend to offer similar benefits to yours or whatever you're pitching or presenting or idea, you have to be sold that your product, service, or idea is something superior, somehow superior. You have to be 100% certain on the fact that what you're selling is better than every other possible option. The fraud cannot get consistent results. Why? You know what I mean by the fraud? He's a fraud. He's not sold completely. He's a fraud. He's a con man. He's a criminal. The fraud cannot get consistent results because he's not completely sold on his product either. This one point is critical to greatness, and you cannot negotiate with this fact in any way, shape, or form. You have to be utterly convinced and believe that what you're selling and believe in it so strongly that you become unreasonable. That's right, unreasonable, even fanatical. You've got to be so convinced that you won't even consider any other logical suggesting otherwise. That is not to suggest arrogance about the product's superiority but that you have to be completely sold. You must never allow the consideration to enter your mind that anyone else could even compete with you, your idea, your product, or whatever it is. That is not to say that others won't try because they will, but you have to be so convinced and so sold that you won't consider or allow others to think about any other option. You know, throughout most of my selling career, I've sold more expensive products than my direct competitors. 
I had a guy call me on the phone the other day. He's like, you know what? Of all the competitors in, in our field, I like you the most. I'm like, why is that? He's like, because you keep our prices high. Throughout most of my selling career, I've sold more expensive products than my competitors. I have also gotten more money for similar products because I believe so strongly that my service, my level of care, and my products were superior. Hey, look, whether this was true or not about my products is not important. Whether this was true to others or not was less important to me than how true it is to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not important whether it's true or not to them. It's important that it's true to me. See, while I've sold products that were priced higher than my competitors, with even my competitors calling and saying, hey, I like you the best because you've got our prices up. What an incredible compliment that is. While I have sold products that were priced higher than my competitors, I've never asked a buyer to pay a price that I wasn't fully sold on myself and that I believed in myself. I believed the price. It wasn't, oh, I'm just going to jack the price up and ask more than my competitors and hope I get it. No, I believed in the price and because I believed in the product, in the service, in myself, in what I delivered, regardless of how others priced it, I was able to achieve those higher prices. I've even been accused of asking astronomical prices for some of the products I've sold. They thought, again, I was asking this high amount in hopes crossing my fingers I'd get more because I asked more. An old trick used by a carpet salesman. Well, that wasn't the deal at all. The idea, if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. That's not what I was implementing. The truth is, I've never, ever in my career asked a high price just for the sake of starting high. No, I decide on a price because I'm convinced of its worth to the point that I would pay that price myself to have that product. Conviction is the make-break point. You know, one time I put a house up for sale and the best realtor in town, an incredible realtor, came and told me, hey, Grant, look, this house is worth about $6 million. And I told her to put it on the market for 8.9. And she looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, no, let me, ch- let me tell you, okay? Look, I want to put it on the market for 8.9 because the location is irreplaceable. I believe it's worth that much. I've looked at everything in the neighborhood. This house will bring a trophy price because it's a trophy location. Not a trophy house, but definitely a trophy location. See, I became 100% convinced that this house was worth the price because, because I could actually, at that time, make sense of paying that price myself. I sold that house two months later for almost the asking price. And by the way, everyone in the neighborhood later fell in love with me because I pulled all their prices up. The new owner went on to sell that same piece of property a year later for $1 million more than I sold it to her for. And I was supposedly $3 million overpriced. See, it wasn't until I became convinced of the value that others later agreed with me. Somebody has to start the chain of agreement. Somebody has to start the make-break point, conviction. The amount of conviction that you have regarding your product is more important than the conviction that others have about their facts and figures. The amount of conviction that you have regarding your product or your career, whatever your product is, your career may be your product. 
The amount of conviction that you have regarding your product is more important than the conviction that others have about their facts and figures. The word conviction is defined as firmly held belief. It comes from the word convince, which is derived from the Latin word convict, meaning to conquer, not go to jail, conquer. Conviction is the ability to be so firmly sold or convinced or persuaded on your beliefs that you demonstrate to another, a buyer in this case, with such complete and utter certainty that no other choices appear available to your prospect. Conviction, I'm going to say that again, is the ability to be so firmly sold on your belief that you, you demonstrate to your prospect or buyer or client with such complete and utter certainty that no other choices appear available to the person you're persuading. A sale is made when your conviction and belief about something is stronger than another's, at which point they give up some of their conviction. That is the moment the sale becomes possible. I'm not even talking about a product or service now. I'm talking about the conviction of the individual. The real issue becomes who is more sold on what he believes to be true. Look, we're not selling products here. Do you understand? When my conviction outweighs yours, a sale is made. You start to believe as I believe. The real issue becomes Again, who is more sold on what he believes to be true? Who is the most believable and the most convincing? It will almost always be the one that is the most sold. The highly trained ranger in the U.S. Army is sold so deeply on his mission, so deeply on the cause and the purpose of this mission that he's able to do things that appear superhuman to others. He's convinced of the need to perform at this level and because he is convinced, he performs at a level that appears to be almost like a superhero. Why? Because he's sold on his mission. He doesn't think, he operates. He doesn't have to think, he's already decided. The people that think are wondering. He believes in this purpose to his core, to who he is. And because of this, he's able to achieve the impossible. Alexander Graham Bell was considered a lunatic when he talked of inventing a device in which the human voice could be transmitted long distances through wires. What a salesman he was. He was, he was told that his invention called the telephone was impossible. But that's the interesting thing about the impossible. It's only impossible until someone makes it possible. Look at photography, flight, space travel, emails, the internet, on and on. All these things were considered impossible once, once upon a time, a long time ago, until some one individual became so sold on the possibility that they made the impossible possible. Why is it that some people do things that others would never dream of doing? Why? It's because they're sold on the idea that it needs to be done and that it's important that it be done and they're sold. They have conviction and commitment, some reason, some drive to get something done that seemed impossible. 
to the degree you are sold and become unreasonable in that quest is to the degree you will succeed in life. While it's unfortunately promoted in our society that you should be reasonable and sensible, this will not serve you in sales or in life. This is a crime perpetuated on society today that you would be reasonable and sensible and rational. You know, look, to get what you want, you have to be unreasonable and sometimes not so sensible and even sometimes illogical because otherwise there will be no telephone and no email and no internet and no flight travel, no space travel. If you really want something great to happen, you've got to be unreasonable, even if it means convincing yourself beyond reason that what you have is better or possible. We aren't talking about some trivial pastime here like riding a bicycle. Look, anybody can ride, anyone, anywhere can learn to ride a bicycle. What we're talking about here is becoming a great in your field, becoming the top of your field, becoming a rock star in your field, to do something that hasn't been done yet, to do it at a level that hadn't been achieved yet. To do so, you have to be completely and unreasonably sold on yourself, your product, your company, your ideas, your services, completely sold. You might be wondering, man, to get to this point of being unreasonable, do I have to be crazy or insane or jacked up all the time? I mean, is this even real for me? Look, the answer is no. You just need to make a decision to be unreasonable. If a person acts insane, it doesn't mean he's insane. It means he's decided to act insane. You get it? So I'm not, not saying you got to become crazy. You know, people in my seminars are like, man, do I have to become like you? No, of course not. You're not going to become like me no matter what you do. But I would encourage you to take on some of this posturing to add it to your arsenal. If I act insane right now, it doesn't make me insane. If I act like an epileptic jumping around the floor, it doesn't make me have the disease of epilepsy. You need to act unreasonable. You need to be unreasonable. You need to be completely sold. If you're unreasonable in your belief and sold to, to the degree that you see no other options available to that person, you'll start to make sense. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It means you're unreasonable in your convictions. It means you're sold. Being unreasonable means you're sold on what you're selling, and it is your conviction alone that will sell others. You must be completely in in order to fully maximize the opportunities of your life. Those before you, you can't grab them all unless you're sold in completely committed. Don't even attempt selling another person until you yourself are completely sold. To the degree you aren't sold, you'll have difficulty selling another. Anytime you find yourself having trouble getting your way, look no further than your own degree of conviction about what it is you're selling. Perhaps you allowed your certainty to waver. Maybe something entered your head and made, have made you doubt yourself, or maybe you're starting to doubt your pro product or your project. You see, your, your certainty has been shaken. Whatever it is, find it. Throw it out like yesterday's garbage. Correct it, fix it, and get sold again. If you wouldn't buy the product that you're selling or the idea you're selling, or if you have any other negative considerations about your product, idea, your dream, your presentation, or whatever, you have any negative considerations about how that would benefit others, to that degree, you're guaranteed to fail. You must be sold. Not once, over and over. You must get rid of all 
any and all negative considerations and believe that what you're doing is the right thing, is the right product, and that it will benefit, and that you're the best to deliver it. It is critical that you do everything possible to convince yourself, sell yourself, that your product must be purchased and that it must be purchased from you at your pricing. Why should someone go into debt to buy your product? Why should they choose your product instead of someone else's? Why should someone do it right now and not wait another second, another half a day, another three days? Why? Why should they buy your product for more money than a similar product for less? Why? Why should someone do it with you rather than the guy down the street? Why you? Why should they choose your company? Why your company? If you can't answer these questions immediately, rapidly, and with certainty, you will struggle because you're not convinced. If you were completely sold, you would have immediate responses to each of these. Become so thoroughly sold on your product that your conviction becomes irresistible to others. This is not meant to suggest that you lie to yourself, if that were even possible, because I don't think it is. I've personally met thousands of high-producing salespeople over the years and never met a top, great producer who got to the top by lying and deceiving others, much less himself. See, what I'm suggesting is that you take the time to sell yourself so strongly and so deeply before you ever try to sell someone else. And you sell yourself on how your product, your service, your company, your ideas, your audition, your presentation is superior to every other. Overcoming the 90-day phenomenon. You know, this 90-day phenomenon is experienced in every career that I've ever seen. I've met many, many salespeople, actors, directors, entrepreneurs, business people, insurance people, doctors, lawyers, you name it. The career doesn't matter. I've met many people that tell me, hey, I started my career. It popped off hard. A salesman says I was selling a lot of product. I did well for 90 days. Bam, something happened. Suddenly, I find myself unable to close a deal, to get it done. I'm getting tired. My enthusiasm's gone. What happened? See, management will tell you particularly in sales, that the person has gotten lazy or that they've gotten too smart for their own good. Okay, let's take them one at a time. So he got lazy, but why? Why did he get lazy? He wasn't lazy 30 days ago or 60 days ago. Why? He wasn't exhibiting, exhibiting laziness for the first 30 days, and he couldn't have gotten too smart for his own good, folks, because look, he's only been on the job 90 days, okay? You don't go from knowing nothing to genius in 90 days. Trust me, it could be fast, but not that fast. So what happened? Because it isn't lazy and it's not not smart. We know he's not smart and he's not lazy. He's not winning. See, what I believe that happens to cause this 90-day phenomenon is that the individual was either being told to do something that wasn't aligned with his own personal standard of ethics or he's trying to sell something that he's no longer completely sold on, which are kind of similar. Because if you're doing something that's against your own personal standards or ethics, then you're not sold on what you're doing. And if you have a product that you don't believe in completely, that's kind of against your own standards and ethics, you're not sold. See, maybe the individual, the 90-day wonder, 
Maybe he has disagreements with the product or with management or the service or something he's promising. He's somehow refraining from doing something that he was doing the first 90 days. Something changed. Maybe he got some information about how the product doesn't really help people or how it doesn't do what they've been saying it does. Maybe he didn't close the deal and started wondering, hey, why didn't I close that deal? What happened in that deal? And then came up with the wrong reason, the wrong calculation, and then continued to use the wrong calculation, incorrect reasoning, and continue to get no results. See, this happens a great deal whereby salespeople come up with wrong answers. Actors come up with wrong reasons for not getting the audition. Man, that'd be scary if a pilot did that. We're going the wrong way. Let's adjust. Coming up with another wrong reason. You know, what if he didn't have a nav system? He'd be in trouble. He'd crash the plane. You get it? See, whatever it was that happened 90 days ago, he was a wonder. And now he's a blunder. The 90-day wonder is basically no longer sold. Actually, he is sold just on something else. In fact, he's become so sold that it's a bad idea to sell his product and starts not selling the product. You get it? He's sold so hard on the wrong way to do things that he's actually doing it and not getting results. Man, this is a problem. So he becomes sold that it's a bad idea to sell this product and starts not selling the product. See, not selling is also a form of selling, just in reverse. You get it? I didn't sell them. I convinced myself not to sell them because I no longer believe in my product, my service, or something. Am I selling? Sure. I convinced them not to buy it. Something has impacted the individual to the point where he's motivated not to sell rather than motivated to sell. Do you get it? Something went out in his thinking, and he's no longer convinced. Well, actually, he is convinced just again in reverse. When production drops, this is the first thing you should look for and rehabilitate. This individual must be revitalized and resold on the product, the company, the services, the ideas, the dreams, the mission. Go over all the ways that the product is superior and how it will benefit. I'm talking to management now and the individual. Go over all the ways that product is superior and how it will benefit. Find out if there's other counter uh, disagreements or counter intentions, disagreements or false information that has come into this person's mind about the product, the service, the idea, the dream, the company that could be in conflict with this salesperson or individual's beliefs. Once you've handled that, ask him, hey, how do you feel about the product or service? When you were doing well, when things were going your way, how'd you feel about it? And rehabilitate that and you will find this individual becomes motivated again, closing deals again. It's incredible how many salespeople tell me stories about the competitor that undersells them and practically, practically gives the product away or how the very product they sell can be bought on the internet for way less money. I recently read a book called Secrets of Successful Selling, different than my books. It's called The Secrets of Successful Selling that talked about how competition had reached levels never seen and that customer awareness had reached a point that required salespeople to operate at levels never before considered. The book was written in 1952, which just goes to show that there's always been competition. There will always be competition. The problem isn't product knowledge. The problem is not competition. 
The problem is not a smarter uh, customer. The real issue always has been and always will be. The real issue is whether or not you're fully sold on your product. Become so solidly sold, so convinced, so committed to your company, product, and service, your ideas and dreams, that you believe it would be actually a terrible thing for your prospect not to do business with you or to do business anywhere else would be not only foolish, but almost criminal. Are you that sold on your product that you think it's detrimental, unethical, even criminal not to convince someone to buy your product? I doubt it. Sell yourself. Get to that point and watch your production freak out to another level. When a customer doesn't buy your product, do you feel bad? I mean, actually feel bad and lose sleep, feeling like you've screwed them over because they didn't buy it from you? See, if you were really sold, you would feel that way. You'd feel horrible. See, that's being sold. The person that is sold completely will not let people not buy because it would be a violation of their own integrity. Reach that level of being sold. Fanatical. Blow yourself up commitment. Unreasonable. And I assure you, people will buy your product, your service, your idea, your audition, and your dream. You might ask yourself, man, but what if I'm not convinced that I have the best product or service, or I am the greatest. What if I'm not convinced? Then get convinced and do it immediately. You know, Muhammad Ali wasn't just convinced that he was the greatest. He also trained to be the greatest, but he scared the hell out of people before he ever went in the ring. He was sold, that cat was sold all the way. So you gotta get convinced, you have to do it immediately, and then you need to do whatever it takes to further ensure that you believe that what you're offering is the greatest product, the greatest service, and you're the great one. Find the plus points. Sell yourself on those completely. Let's take a guy that's, let's take an unhappily married man who wishes he had a better relationships, you know, as an example. Perhaps he's been paying attention to his wife, but he's lost some of his commitment and passion over the year. What happened? What happened, dude? He was in at one point. What happened? See, he basically isn't sold anymore. This is about life now, not products, man. This is about something that really, really matters. He's got another 40 years with this woman. He's losing the sale, the sale to himself. What happened? What happened? At one time, he was completely sold on his wife. So, so, he suggested that they spend the rest of their lives together. But somewhere along the line, he stopped selling himself on that marriage, on that creation, on that partnership. Look, if you want your marriage to work better, you got to convince yourself you have the best sp spouse on planet Earth, maybe in the entire universe if there's other planets and other, other beings out there. I don't know. You got to be sold. How is your spouse the best? What sets him or her apart? What makes that person unique from any other human being on this planet? Why are you sold on them? Why should you be sold on them? Why were you sold at one time? Hey, she burns the dinner. She looks terrible in the morning. She's got big, ugly feet. I'm not asking you that. I'm not asking you for the negative, okay? I'm asking you why you are sold. Set the negative aside. Look at what sold you on her in the first place. Sell yourself again and then over and over again. Find the plus points. Ignore the imperfections. Get back to being sold and do the things you were doing early on and watch the change in you, not in her, okay? She still looks terrible in the morning. She still burns dinner and she still got big, ugly feet, cracking toenails. 
but you'll amazed, you'll be amazed to see what happens with you. All of a sudden, she isn't burning meals later, maybe. Maybe she starts looking better to you in the mornings. Nothing's really changed except you. And now she's gone out and gotten a pedicure and a nice pair of shoes to cover up those big old feet of hers. Hey, look, get sold or be sold. Should you lie to yourself in order to be sold? Of course not. But look, you got to get yourself sold no matter what. Rather than lying to yourself, a better alternative is to do what any champion does. Champion, a champion decides to win the game with what they have to work with. They don't change teams. Oh, let me go to the other team. They're better. No, man. They commit. They're all in it to win it like Eisenman. They don't change teams, flip off, go to the other. They make the most of the assets and strengths available to them. They play the cards they have, and they make, they make the most of the pot. They don't lie to themselves. They convince themselves that the only solution is winning, and they commit to one outcome only, success. Focus on winning whatever game you're playing in life. Sell yourself on what you need to do today to make today great, to make your relationships great, to make your neighborhood great, to make your life great, and to make the sale Find every plus point, sell it, and sell you on it. David beat Goliath, not because he had any real chance of being able to, but because he sold himself on the fact that he had to. Did he lie to himself? I don't think he did. The outcome would say he did not. He became convinced that his survival depended on taking down the giant. This is what you must do. Get sold and committed to the fact that you're offering a superior product or a superior service or your company is superior or you're superior. Look, man, the company, the product, and the service could be bad, but I'm superior to the degree that you got to do it with me. You've got to make it so true to yourself that you can say, say it to another with such conviction that no one would even think of challenging you. Put your money where your mouth is. You know, one time a real estate agent was trying to convince me that this particular investment that he was trying to sell me on was this great deal and a great opportunity. He kept going on and on and on about how fabulous an investment, how one of a kind of investment this property was. But I wasn't convinced because he didn't say it convincingly. I mean, he just didn't, he seemed like he was selling, but he wasn't sold himself. You know what I'm talking about? Just a pitch with nothing to follow it. This cat lacked the believability of someone who's completely and thoroughly, thoroughly, completely sold on their product. Like any customer who is not sold, I start asking questions. It wasn't the deal that I was unsure about as much as the salesman who was pitching it. Something just didn't add up. I don't know whether it's the way he was dressed, how he pitched, how he presented, how he rushed, the, 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 the loud talk, how he couldn't look at me, or combination. I don't know what it was exactly, but man, the cat wasn't sold. And if he's not sold, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to shop. He sounded like a salesman, mediocre, average, maybe even a professional but not great. He sounded like a salesman, not someone who was a sold man, not someone who was completely and securely confident about the product. 
Finally, I asked him, hey, you know, since you continue to tell me how great an investment this, have you invested in this product yourself? With a dumbfounded look on his face, he answered, oh, no, no, I haven't. You might be thinking that my question was unfair because maybe he can't afford the product he's selling. Look, if it's a sure thing, why wouldn't he pull all his money together with all his family, his kids, his parents, all his friends, and buy it himself? If it's a sure thing, you're not putting anyone at risk. If your product is great, then wouldn't it make sense that you'd be willing to buy it yourself? Now, remember, this is about being sold. The most important sale you'll ever make is the one you make to yourself. This, this right here is about put your money where your mouth is. By owning the product you're selling, you're demonstrating your certainty to others by your actions, not your words. And actions speak louder than words. That is the difference between a salesperson and someone who's completely sold. It's unbelievable to me, unbelievable, unbelievable to me how many, I mean, I almost can't even say it. It's just, just it kills me how many people sell products that they don't own themselves. Every product I have ever sold in my life, I first bought myself and was proud to tell people that I owned it. Obviously, I couldn't, nor can you, buy every single product that you sell. But you have to be willing to buy that product that you present or offer. You have to be so sold that you use your product, you consume that product, and would sell that product to the people you love the most. Otherwise, you're just a mercenary salesperson and will be the mercenary sales guy for whatever the highest fee is. And that's not me, and I would expect that's not 99% of the people listening to this. My wife's an actress. And my advice to her, because I don't know anything about acting, is look, get sold on the part yourself. So sold, so sold yourself that you'd hire yourself. Ice to an Eskimo, you know that one? Ice to an Eskimo. I consider myself, you know, you ever heard that? Hey, sell ice to an Eskimo. I consider myself to be a, a great, one of the great salespeople. And I say that with humility, but also being unreasonable. I know that's true about me. I consider myself to be a great salesperson. That doesn't mean I could sell any product. To the degree you or I are in disagreement with the product or idea we're selling, we will not be able to sell that product. For example, you know the ice and the Eskimo thing? I couldn't sell ice to an Eskimo, as the saying goes. So if that's what it takes to be a great salesperson, hey, I can't do it. You know why? Because it wouldn't be ethical for me to sell ice to an Eskimo. Is There's no need. There's just no need. I couldn't and wouldn't sell psychiatric drugs of any kind, no matter how much money you paid me. Why? Because I could never convince myself that drugging people, that product that I'm selling, could possibly ever solve a person's problem or make a person's life better. I only believe that it would make them more unaware, uh, more stuck in their problem. I just couldn't sell it. You, you sell it? Whatever. I couldn't sell it. I can sell only that which I am completely sold on all the benefits long term. You know, this guy in car dealerships called the F&I guy or the finance and insurance salesman at a car dealership. He was having difficulty selling his products and he called our office and asked for advice on improving his sales. I began asking him, well, let me ask you, tell me about the last car you bought. And he's like, oh man, he got all excited. He said he'd recently purchased a car actually. And he, he went on to tell me how he loved this car. He absolutely loved it. He got all excited, enthusiastic. He said, you know, 
I was so sold on the car. I've actually, you know, I had to get one. And because he was so sold in that car, his conviction showed through. It it became obvious he was sold. The products shine through him when he talked about it. He was speaking from his heart, his experience, what was true for him. I went on to ask him, well, which of the finance and insurance products did you purchase with the car you bought? You know, the credit life they offer in there, the accident health, the insurance, the warranty, any of those what's called aftermarket products in the finance and insurance office. And with a chuckle, he admitted, you know, Grant, I I didn't buy any of the products because, well, why? I asked him why, and he's like, because I didn't want to spend the extra money on them. Well, the truth is, I told him, you didn't buy them because you're not sold on the products. The very products you're having difficulty selling, you're not not selling. Why? Because you're not sold on them. You won't buy them to the degree you won't buy them. You won't pay for them yourself. You won't commit yourself to paper. Dude, you're not sold. You bought the car. Why? Because you're sold on it. You even shine and gleam and become enthusiastic. You actually radiate. You actually made me want to buy that car. Why? Because you're sold, dude. You're sold. You put your money where your mouth is. You took actions. Now, you're not sold on your insurance, your warranty, your financing, whatever it is you do back there. And I'm not sure you know what you do back there because you're not selling much of it. And he's like, wow, man, maybe you're right. See, because he wasn't sold, he wasn't able to get others to buy the products from him. You might think, no, he's just saving money. No, no, BS. Look, if you're completely sold, you won't concern yourself with money. You'll buy the product. The truth is he's more sold on his cash than he's sold on his products. And he's having trouble selling his products which means he can't get a person's cash, which means he ends up with less money. There's no exception to this rule ever. If you are not completely sold, you won't concern yourself with money. If you are completely sold, you won't concern yourself with money. You get it? You'd buy the product. If the customer is not concerned with money, but wants the product more than the money, they'll do the deal. No exception to this rule ever. If you're ever having a similar problem in your own life or your career, it's an easy one to resolve and it doesn't require that you learn anything actually about selling. All you have to do is start buying the products you sell and watch your sales go up. Buy the product, use the product, and watch your sales go up. People are inclined to do what others have already done. People will follow you to your chiropractor, your doctor, hire your mate or try to, go to the movie you recommended all because you did it, not because you said it. To the degree you're sold, you will take action. And to the degree you take action is to the degree that you will be able to sell others. I assure you that finance guy I mentioned earlier would be much more successful if he were able to demonstrate to his clients through action, through his actions, that he'd already made the same exact investments himself. He would have been able to look a customer in the eye with full conviction and show them that he bought the finance uh, the credit life and uh, accident and health. He'd bought the insurance. He'd bought the warranty. He protected himself because he believes in it. He could show them that he did it, that he put his money where his mouth was. And because of that, he was sold himself. By the way, this guy took my advice and his income increased four times by making that investment. The vital point. The vital point of having salespeople who are sold is missed by nearly 90% of all management. You go to any Apple store and ask the salespeople how much they like their products, the people are so sold, you'd think it's a religious movement. 
The Apple people aren't using PCs at home and selling apples during the day. You can feel it, man. You can feel it with the the way they present their products. They know their products. Why? Because they're using them every day. I went to a very high-end steak restaurant recently, and I asked the waitress, hey, which steak was your personal favorite? And she told me, hey, I'm a vegetarian. Hello? Is anyone home in management? What is this person doing in a steakhouse? Okay. Hey, man, go serve greeneries at Whole Foods, but you don't belong at Martin's. See, I, per- I personally would never, and my wife's a vegetarian, but I wouldn't have her sell steaks in a, steak, a steakhouse for the very, I'm going to ask the question, and she can't say she eats the meat. I would never personally management hire a salesperson if they weren't willing to buy and use the products that we're selling. I also wouldn't hire a salesperson that wouldn't buy the product because he didn't have the money. You hear this? I hire a guy, he doesn't have the money, and that's the reason he won't buy it. Well, then borrow the money like the rest of the world. If he truly doesn't have the resources, get him a credit card, get him a payment plan, take it out of future future, uh, commissions. Sell that product to him so that he can tell others how he loves it so much, uses it every day. They should have it, and they should also go into debt over it. That's selling. That's the vital point. Sell or be sold. Additionally, I wouldn't hire a salesperson that wouldn't spend money. Now, this is very important. If a person won't spend money or tends to be cheap or holds on to every penny, watches how he spends every little dollar, he'll always have trouble, in my belief, he'll always have trouble getting money from other people because of his thought process. I assure you that the less hung up you are on money, tight, crunched down on, mooch-like, the less you are hung up on it, the easier money will come to you. I know of salespeople who are so tight, they still have the first quarter they made from a commission. And while they're good salespeople, they aren't great. They even go around bragging about it, about their frugality. I am convinced that they would have, would have reached much, much higher income levels had they not been so tight, squeezing down on what they had or had already earned because they'd have gone out and produced more had they been a little looser. If you're tight on money, you think everybody else is. See, if you won't buy it yourself, then you're not sold yourself. If you hold on to money, you're going to probably think other people should hold on to it tight because you think there's a shortage of scarcity. You're sold on scarcity. If you can't pass the simple test of being willing to buy your product, go in debt for your product, suffer like you're asking other people to do, you will never be able to sell in numbers that will make you a great. You, you have power. When you're sitting at the closing table and you look a prospect dead in the eye and show him that you've already made the exact same purchase that you're asking him to make, your personal conviction and your believability will take your career to new heights when you're completely and fully sold. Buy the product yourself and you'll become a miracle closer. You will be able to handle objections that ordinary salespeople cannot handle. Be sold on the product. Be sold on the services. Be sold on your company. And watch your prospects turn into customers.